James Kennedy Ministries presents Truths That Transform. Children in many of our public schools are being steeped in a dangerous new ideology. The old definition of racist had to do with one individual's racism toward another. Um, what these individuals are arguing and what CRT is arguing is that racism is ingrained in and embedded in the systems and structures of our culture. What is this false ideology that has its roots in Marxism and what can we do about it? Find out on today's Truths That Transform. Welcome to Truths That Transform, a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. The radical left has long realized that control of education means control of the future. And public schools have provided the perfect arena for indoctrinating children with Marxist ideology. Now, Critical race theory has come upon the scene. It adopts the Marxist idea that all people are either oppressors or oppressed, and it uses race to make that determination. If you're white, you're an oppressor, and if you're not white, you're oppressed. On today's program, you will see what many parents are now doing about this indoctrination in their schools. And we will share some brand new resources with you that will equip you, your children and your grandchildren, to see through this mendacious philosophy. As we begin, many parents discovered during the pandemic what their children are actually being taught at school, and they're not happy about it. Our own Dr. Jerry Newcomb brings us this report. It seems that just about everyone these days is talking about CRT, critical race theory. No one knows exactly what it is. They know it has something to do with race, and it's some kind of a theory. Critical race theory essentially argues that racism is baked into all the systems of American society, and that any sort of neutral system is in fact a guise for racial power. It's a legal theory essentially that breaks down the races into oppressors and oppressed. Some. Uh, races are on the uh, on the oppressor spectrum and some are on the oppressed spectrum that they have suffered from historical grievances and that because of that uh, certain races can't succeed in relation to others. Critical race theory used to be found only in the academic lounges of elite universities but then it filtered down into the classrooms even of state colleges and now it's being taught even at lower levels of education and parents don't like it. Who pays your salary? Shame on you. What had been planned as a typical school board meeting in Virginia's wealthy Loudoun County this week devolved into pandemonium. Shame on you! Shame on you! I think many parents, even those who are on the left, kind of on the left wing side of the spectrum, were mortified by it. They heard their, their child being essentially called a born racist and because of the color of their skin. 
and because they're essentially a bad person because of the color of their skin. Critical race theory is this idea that fundamentally you are a racist. If you're a white person, you're a racist and you really can never get over it. The stain of racism stays with you forever. And this goes off into all kinds of different directions on, on what white people will owe to minorities, in particular the black population. And it's a very frustrating thing to be confronted by if you're told you're a permanent racist. And no matter what you do, there's no redemption for you. I think one of the most heartening things about our current debates about critical race theory is how parents across the country have started to respond and to react. They're showing up at school board meetings. Racism in America would by and large be dead today if it were not for certain people and institutions keeping it on life support. Comment on the critical race theorists, activists who have fought back against the parents speaking out against critical race theorists. The blowback to those who are fighting against critical race theory has been oftentimes vicious. Much of it led uh, by powerful public sector teachers unions in that. NEA uh, has in fact even sued a parent, Nicole Solos, uh, for trying to find, using public information requests to find out if critical race theory uh, is in her school, is in her child's school. They've actually sued a parent over this personally. Critics note that critical race theory is just the latest offshoot of cultural Marxism. You're dealing with this neo-Marxist ideology that views the world through the lens of oppressors and the oppressed. And that critical refers to what you do when you identify the sources of the oppression and try to apply these theories in order to bring about a revolutionary political change. The old definition of racist had to do with one individual's racism toward another. Um, what these individuals are arguing and what CRT is arguing is that racism is ingrained in and embedded in the systems and structures of our culture. Critical race theory says if you're white, you're a racist. It's as simple as that, right? Uh, you can read any of the critical race theory authors, Ibrahim Kendi, and, and they want to bring back racism. They want to bring back discrimination. Ibrahim Kendi says the only solution to past racism is future racism. Would you think it's fair to say that critical race theory supposedly is anti-racist, but in reality, it teaches racism. Critical race theory, even though it calls itself anti-racist, absolutely does teach racism. In fact, the, the proponents of critical race theory and other similar ideologies, for instance, one academic named Ibram X. Kendi, uh, suggests that discrimination in the name of anti-racism uh, is essentially a good thing. This will make up for uh, past transgressions. This will make up for uh, uh, inequity between various groups. And so it actually argues for a kind of neo-segregationism where we have to separate various racial groups uh, because of these structural biases, the structural racism. And so in, in their, their way, they're saying that to combat racism, we have to be more racist. I have a dream. My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character.
Acts 17, 26, it says of one blood, God made all people to live together on the face of the earth. So we've bought a lie throughout the ages that we are divided by skin color, that that makes us separate racist. That led my uncle, Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., to say that we must learn to live together as brothers and I added sisters or perish as fools. You can't be a brother or a sister. Maybe you could be a cousin, but not a brother or sister of another race. So that's what's been missing throughout the ages. We are one human race. But critical race theory insists on dividing people according to the color of their skin. What message does that send to young people who want to fulfill their God-given destiny, regardless of the color of their skin? Consider someone who was terribly disadvantaged, but was not poisoned by the critical race theory message. I believed in the American dream, and that enabled me to work hard, and I was able to, you know, reach a solid middle-class status. Carol Swain not only earned a PhD, she became a professor at Princeton and a law professor at Vanderbilt. Young people today are told that if they are born, you know, with a particular skin color, that America is such an oppressive country that they are a victim. And it's nothing but critical race theory that paints whites as the oppressors and blacks as the victims and it's not a true uh, American history because if you look at true American history, some of those former slaves became millionaires. Many of the people that came out of that era went to colleges that did not discriminate in New England and places like that. There were colleges that admitted blacks. And so you had people going to college, you had them being very prosperous. America, despite its flaws, is the greatest country you know, in the world and the poorest black is so far better off than blacks in so many other nations and most nations. To be born in America is something that uh, people don't realize the value of what they have. One of the tragedies of critical race theory is how widely it has spread through various institutions in our culture, not just schools, but corporations and the military. These things have been there percolating for a long time. It's just that now they've gotten out of the institutions where they, you know, speak in these echo chambers to a more popular uh, format and a more popular audience um, through not only these books, but also through um, the training that, you know, um, many industries have been doing. Um, you know, this sort of sensitivity training that, that, that people have had to do. Critics note that critical race theory is not only bad for society and individuals, it's bad for the human soul. Critical race theory is a denial of the gospel. Critical race theory says that because I am a white male who grew up in the last half of the 20th century, that I'm a racist. I can't help but be a racist. I will always be a racist. It's a denial of the gospel. We're new creatures. It's neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, bond nor free. We're new creations in Christ. And it's also a denial of Dr. King's vision of a country where we're judged not by the color of our skin, but by the content of our character. If you're going to say, I can't help but be a racist, you're judging me by the color of my skin. That's, that's, uh, that's racism. Critical race theory 
lies about who we are. It tells us that we are either heroes or villains based not upon our character or our actions, but solely upon our skin color. And many parents have recently discovered that their schools are teaching these lies to their children. What's more, in many cases, school administrators have purposefully hidden the curriculum from the parents. But the truth matters. False ideas lead to destruction and even death because lies come from the devil, whereas truth comes from God. Dr. D. James Kennedy explains in this portion of his message to tell the truth. The children in Sunday school had been memorizing scripture verses, mainly dealing with different moral issues. But now the time for the quiz had come and the teacher was testing their proficiency. And among the questions she asked was, what is a lie? Little Johnny shot up his hand. With beaming face, he leaped to his face, to his feet, rather when recognized, and he said, a lie. A lie is an abomination unto the Lord and a very present help in time of trouble. <laughs> the problem with that and I think that it's a definition that resonates in many American ears today. The problem with that is the trouble is usually soon over, but the abomination goes on forever. For the liar, says the Lord, is an abomination in my sight, and no liar shall dwell with him. It is looked upon today being so endemic in our society as almost a peccadillo. In fact, there's a book that's been published that purports to teach people how to lie and to use those lies to succeed in business. Can you imagine such a thing? But I do not believe that it really works because unbeknownst to most liars, is the fact that they are rather easily detected. You know the liar. It is usually rather simply found out, and the consequences are generally lifelong. Many people never progress far in life because early on it was discovered that they were liars. And they were never trusted after that. Is that a personal opinion? Well, let me add a little authority to it. Aristotle, how about that? That's tall cotton. Aristotle said when asked what were the consequences or what was to be gained by lying, he said this, what was gained was the fact that hereafter the liar will not be credited even when he speaks the truth. 
And the liar is detected in so many different ways. The Bible says, be sure that your sin shall find you out. As Moses declared, and so it is. Sometime in rather surprising ways, I think of the butcher who was approached by a customer who said that he would like a chicken. And the man reached into a barrel filled with water and ice and pulled out a chicken, which happened to be the last one in the barrel, flopped it on the scale and said, five pounds. A dejected look came across the customer's face and he said, oh, I really wanted something bigger than that. He said, okay. And he took the chicken and threw it back down in the barrel, stirred it around with his hand and pulled up the same chicken again, put it and his thumb on the scale and said seven pounds. At which point the customer's face brightened and he said, wonderful, I'll take them both. <laughs> Be sure your sins will find you out. And when they do, you will be known as a liar and henceforth, no one will ever be sure you are telling them the truth. A lie is a very serious matter, dear friend. Truth is the very substratum of deity. If God were not true, then the laws of his universe would not be true. And consequently, science would be impossible. That's why it never arose in anywhere else but in the Christian milieu of the Middle Ages because of our belief in a true and rational God whose laws could be trusted. Otherwise, that which goes down today may go up tomorrow. And that which boils at one temperature today may boil at another at another time. No, God is truth, and God can not lie, nor can he countenance the liar. He will not even look upon them. He will not bear a liar to be in his sight. Furthermore, Jesus Christ is the truth. And Pilate, the cynic, stood right in front of Christ and said, what is truth? And that statement so cynically uttered was uttered right in the face of incarnate truth. And today, the modernists, the philosophers, the academics say there is no truth because they don't know the living truth, Jesus Christ. God's word is truth. If it were not, we would have nothing to rely upon. Is it not interesting that God is truth and that Jesus Christ is truth and that his word is true, but Satan is a liar and the father of lies? And Christ said to the Pharisees, you do the works of your father who is the devil. And therefore, we are either of the family of Christ and God, which is the family of truth, or we are of the family of Satan and we are liars like unto our Father, which are you. And I would ask you plainly, bluntly, 
Are you a liar? The Bible makes it very clear. All liars will have their place in the lake of fire, and no liar will be admitted into the holy city. Some of you today need to make a decisive decision. Which family are you in? The family of the father of lies or the family of the father of truth? His works ye will do. As Dr. Kennedy just shared from God's Word, there is no compatibility between truth and lies. Lies come from Satan, who is both a liar and the father of lies. That's why the false philosophies and empty deceits of human tradition are so dangerous. Marxism is a false view of the nature of mankind and of the world and has resulted in deaths into the hundreds of millions. A new vestige of Marxism, critical race theory, is being taught now in many schools, enforced in major corporations and parroted by the media. And as it spreads rapidly, it's vital that you understand what it's all about so that you can protect your children and your grandchildren. We have just published a brand new booklet entitled Grand Deceptions, The Six Lies of Critical Race Theory by our own John Rabe. And I'd like to send it to you as our thanks for your generous donation to help us stand for truth and defend your freedom. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or call toll-free 877-962-7677, or go online to djkm.org. In this short, readable booklet, you will discover some of the key lies told by critical race theory, or what they call CRT, and how the truth rebuts them. CRT purports to be a rigorous academic discipline that cloaks itself in the language of social science. It says that our race is the most important thing about us, and that America is being overrun by white supremacists. It even says that if you don't believe that, you are a white supremacist. Listen to this, even if you're not white. All of these things are lies, but they are lies that are being taught to children in many public schools. Grand Deceptions, the six lies of critical race theory, will show you the truth in a concise, readable format. And if you're able to give a generous donation of $50 or more, we will send you the booklet plus Dr. Vody Bauckham's presentation, Biblical Justice versus Social Justice, on DVD. In this compelling message, Dr. Bauckham examines the Marxist roots behind critical race theory and other false ideas of social justice that are permeating our society and even creeping in to many churches. The Apostle Paul says, we destroy arguments 
and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey Christ. And that is exactly what Vody Bauckham does in this powerful DVD message. That's our just published booklet, Grand Deceptions, The Sixth Lies of Critical Race Theory, as our thanks for your generous donation, and the booklet plus the DVD presentation, Biblical Justice versus Social Justice, by Dr. Vody Bauckham, as our thanks for your generous ministry gift of $50 or more. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or call toll-free 877-962-7677, or go online to djkm.org. This week, we remember the 20th anniversary of September 11, 2001, in which 19 men under the delusion of a false religion attacked America, killing nearly 3,000 people, bringing down the Twin Towers of the New York Trade Center, setting the Pentagon ablaze, and shocking the world. Most can vividly remember where they were that day when we discovered that America was under attack. As is the case with all grief, it perhaps becomes less intense over time. The images and memories of that September day have less power to shock us today than they did 20 years ago. But as many rightly said at the time, we must never forget. We must never forget the families that were torn apart because their loved one boarded an airplane that morning. We must never forget the first responders, the brave men and women who raced toward the burning buildings while others were running from them. We lost 412 of them that day. May God comfort and bless the loved ones they left behind. And we must never forget the terrible toll that satanic lies and false beliefs can wreak upon us. The terrorists who committed those vile acts and many others believed that their God, Allah, demanded they slay the infidels who refuse to submit to Islam. They believed they were committing an act of jihad that would please and satisfy their God. Instead, they opened their eyes after death in that place where, as the scripture says, their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Wrong beliefs about God and about his design for the world bring misery, destruction, and death. But the true God, the God who is there, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, never asks us to sacrifice our sons for him. Instead, he sacrificed his son for us so that all who believe may have life abundantly and everlastingly. D. James Kennedy Ministries is standing for truth and defending your freedom. 
I'm Frank Wright. Thanks for being with us. Here's a look at the next truths that transform. You have Christianity, you have the established church. Well, now we have a group of people who think that the established church and the Christianity are actually anathema to a good country. That's next week. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.